This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Shane, there's a word that gets discussed on our podcast all the time, and it's kind of has become a mantra for us, and that is simplify. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about why simplify is so important. As things get more complicated in our world, I am of the opinion that we have to slow the game down. We have to find clarity. And in this world of cryptocurrency and really complicated technology, blockchain and what all that means and continuously educating yourself around all these different variables that run at us, there's just this really sense of calm, at least for me, in creating this word to lean on and looking through the lens of, does that simplify things? If we change this, does it simplify it? If we go a different direction, does that simplify things? Because in a world of complexity, and the insurance industry is full of complexity, it's extremely complicated at times. And so being simple or simplifying things gives agency owners a lot of clarity. But it goes against the whole concept of diversification. So we hear from the finance world, diversify, diversify all the time. So why does Simplify work better? We also hear from the financial world that the creators of the financial superstore and we're going to sell you mortgages and car loans and insurance and all these banking services. And that's not really the thing that has made the most successful financial enterprise in my view. And I think that the reason that it is sort of against the grain is because the people selling that diversification have ulterior motives. However, if you think about what success has looked like in the last five to 10 years, the last couple of decades, maybe it's understanding that the more of a focused niche area or a focused business model seems to do a whole lot better. Twitter, if you think about that, you know, it started as a very simple 140 character social media concept. If you think about its impact on the world from social impact, but also news impact and globally the utilization of that platform off the simplicity of 140 characters. If you think about all these different types of businesses that really, if you got down to it, they really started out as very simple concepts. Amazon, let's sell some books online. eBay, let's sell some Pez dispensers. eBay. You know, that doesn't mean that they didn't expand over time. Obviously, Amazon is a different animal today than it was in the late 90s. But if we think about that and we think about, yes, that's against the diversification grain. But if you look at it through that simplicity lens... The best business models seem to gain traction when they start out as something simple. And I would take that all the way to our books of business. Successful insurance agencies are not necessarily generalist. They have some type of focus around something. So Simplify was your personal word for 2021. Yes. Coming out of COVID and the insanity of that. And it was such a good word and it personally stuck with me so much that I could not find a 2022 
word. I couldn't do it. I tried and I never could develop it. Simplify just become this perpetual thing. Well, we're just going to stay with simplify. That's how good it was for us internally here. And it really is something that moved beyond the business application and really went all the way into my personal life. So 2021 was the year that we sold the technology company that you had actually originally hired me to work for and then you decided to keep me, which I could appreciate. So what else during 2021 do you see that we have simplified that was positive for our success within the business, whether it's financially or with personnel, with our sales? What do you think overall Simplify has done for us? It was also around that same time that kind of generated from Simplify, uh, just kind of this review of our business as a whole. And our business had a sister company that was this technology focus. It had a retail operation, direct to consumer on a localized basis. It had the partner program. We had the premium finance company. We have all these tentacles and all of these little operations. And everybody was sort of doing everything. It was just sort of this big bucket and everybody's working on the big bucket. And what came out of Simplify was the realization and the appointment of a retail director, someone who focused on the consumer, the business owner, the original agency that our partner program was born out of. It also started moving us down this path of other individuals who were focused on that aspect of the business. The technology piece was the selling off of the book of business of customers that had nothing to do with the Integra organization. And we found a partner that bought that business. It kind of come down to just sort of this realization. We needed to be able to have this clarity of mind. It was something as simple as New Year's Eve of 2020. Nothing was going on. There's nothing happening. The business is dead that day. Uh, a lot of people may close that day. We were scheduled to be open all day. We're closed for New Year's Day. We're going to be open on New Year's Eve. And I look around and it's like, why are we here? What are we doing? And I want to shut the office down at two or three o'clock that day and let everybody go. And I looked around and the technology support group they had customers that were outside of the Integra footprint. And that were on the West Coast and two hours behind us. Two hours behind us, which means that if we shut down and left, we were basically going to leave the customers stranded for no support for half a day. That doesn't feel good. So we can't do that. So because we couldn't do that, I couldn't let everybody else go. And I just had this epiphany. It's like, this is dumb. Why are we doing that? And from that point... It hit me. We have to simplify things. There was a lot of things that led up to that. The COVID year that was terrible for everybody. The complexity of that and where we were going and things going on in the marketplace. But it was sort of this final tipping point that just said, that's enough. And from that point forward, we started the process of selling that outside book of business. Other things happened during that time. A focusing of people, a leadership team started gaining more traction for focus. I started thinking about what everyone was doing and their jobs, their roles, their responsibilities. And still to this day, we are still working through sort of that refocus and focus around responsibility. Because prior to that, you were very concerned that you didn't want any of us siloed. 
You didn't want any of us focused on one specific thing because you thought it would make us feel as though we were separate from each other. And when you put simplify in place, you started putting us more in those siloed positions. And I think the focus that has come out of that has been extremely positive. I hated the idea of being siloed and did not want to be an organization where people felt like they were alone or siloed off or not part of the core. I'm really sensitive to that and really always concerned about that. What I realized was is that we had, as an organization, a lot of jack of all trades where the cross-pollination that was going on was not going to outweigh this everybody does everything mindset. And so as things did need to kind of go into this more siloed focus environment, it was how do we do that without making folks feel like they were not part of something or not part of the growth oriented part of the business. And that has been really one of the things that I think we're doing pretty well, how we communicate with each other across departments, across those so-called silos is that the leadership team works with each other and should work with each other on a daily basis as things happen and go across multi-platform areas. As we do that, that happens and things get better. And I'm less concerned about that today. We're a larger organization, 30 plus employees. How does this concept of Simplify help the solopreneur with their business? I think it helps them tremendously by first and foremost understanding who they're going to target and what their target market looks like. Generally, we see agents start out, especially if they're new to the independent agency organization, with this mindset of, I have to write everyone or I can write everyone. And just because you can doesn't mean you should. And if you start there with that type of mindset, you're going to be a complex organization when it's all said and done, because you're going to have to have personal lines account managers, commercial lines account managers, life and health account managers. At some point, you have to replace yourself. And I am a big proponent of grow something in a very focused way, grow your revenue to a certain level in a focused way so that you can easily replace yourself. And it's very hard to replace yourself when you're scattered, when your book of business is scattered. It's a very difficult thing to do. If you have a focused book of business, and what I mean by that, let's say you're going to be a personal lines focused agent. Well, you can grow that personal lines focused business, that book, a lot faster if that's all you do. And within that, if you understand that there's probably fringe elements that you walk away from, even within the personal line stuff. For instance, we get attracted to high net worth business. But if you don't do high net worth business all the time, it might be best that you walk away from that. It's hard for a salesperson to understand. But think about replicating yourself, getting yourself out of that business in the everyday and how you're going to do that when you're a generalist. It's a really difficult thing to do when you're a generalist. If you're a focused producer of business in a certain segment and you do as much of it as you can, you put as much of it into that bucket as you can, what you're going to see is your profitability is better. You don't have to hire the people as fast. You don't need as many people because of the service load. All of these things matter five 
eight in 10 years down the road. When I'm talking with new agents about this, I always bring up the sports analogy that when you are in elementary school, when you're in junior high, even some in high school, a player can play baseball and football or they can play basketball and play hockey. But when you get to the collegiate level, pretty much you've got to figure out what one sport you're going to be good at. There's a very small number of extremely special athletes that could play the two-sport college star, the Bo Jacksons. That is a great analogy. Now, I'm a big advocate of multi-sport athletes until there's a point in time where your specialization has to happen in order for you to climb from everybody else to elite level. And if you think about your agency, that's the goal is to be at the elite level. It is. But Shane, I can't pass on this business. I got to write this business. I got to generate revenue. Oh, I've said it before. I keep saying it. Yeah, you're going to pay the piper sometime. It's either now or later. And I don't think it resonates enough with enough people to understand that when you let certain types of business creep into your book early on, you deal with that business on a very long tail cycle. And that's going to create servicing issues for that really high quality book of business that you finally started writing at some certain point. So the ultimate master of simplification, which is interesting because of the diversification that he has, but that's Warren Buffett. Like him or hate him, his investment results are obvious. I think the thing is about his diversification, it's a little bit of a mirage. He is diversified from an investment standpoint. Berkshire Hathaway is one of the most diversified investment organizations out there. He has a high degree of concentration around insurance though, which is really kind of interesting. Reinsurance, obviously Geico, there's all kinds of different organizations in there that keep getting built upon from an insurance standpoint. But here's the thing. There's a one-page document that I have on my desk that explains Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, Berkshire Hathaway, their investment strategy. And one of the things is management. They say very clearly, we are interested in buying profitable businesses and they will pay cash for that. That's one of the things. We'll pay cash. We're interested in profitable businesses and you must supply the management. And they say in parentheses, we can't do that. Very simple. We are not going to buy your business and run it. We are interested in buying your business and allowing you to run it. And that's simplification to me. They're not sitting there going, let's get into educating ourselves on how to run all these different businesses. Their corporate office, from what I understand, is extremely thin. And the reason is because all the leadership teams, the CEOs, that's who Warren Buffett talks to. He talks to the CEO of the companies that he owns. That's it. He simply talks to the CEO, sets the CEO's salary, and walks away, and then gets the results, and then he goes from there. And so that's a pretty simplified investment strategy, in my view. So starting an agency, building an agency from the ground up, that sounds like anything but simple. In agents that we have worked with, growing their agency, starting their agency, growing their agency, it can seem so overwhelming that we spend a lot of time talking agents off the edge. The ledge conversations are always fun and interesting. And I feel bad sometimes for having that individual have to go through it. But a lot of agents have to go through that moment. They have to be able to kind of see for themselves that it's going to be okay. Most of that scenario 
is created because they veered off course. They didn't stay disciplined around this simplified kind of mindset. One of the really interesting analysis that I've done in the last probably six or eight months is what is the percentage of your book of business that is within your top seven carriers as an independent agency? And what was mind boggling to me is that our top 10 partners in terms of production, in terms of profitability, etc. Our top 10 partner agents were writing 88 to 91 percent of their book of business was in seven carriers. Now, what was interesting about that is even the worst, even the lower performing scenarios had 79 to 82 percent of their book of business in their top seven carriers. Now, it's like, okay, Shane, what does that matter? What are you talking about? Well, 10 to 12% of their business was scattered across another 10 to 12 carriers. That was this, oh my goodness, because the average might be 15 to 18 different carriers. And what that means is, is they wrote a piece of business with some outlying carrier that they had access to. And the question that I have that nobody really wants to talk about is, did you really have to write that piece of business? Did you really have to write that piece of business with that one carrier? Was it such an important piece of business to your agency and your business that you couldn't say no? And what would happen on the high end if that 91% agent that's writing 91% of their business in seven carriers, what would happen if they lost that 9% of the business? And my contention is their agency would be extremely efficient and it would be still diversified. I mean, seven carriers is not nothing, right? It's still somewhat diversified there. And so if they lose 9% of their business, are they still in business? And I say, absolutely, they're still in business. They're probably a lot less stressed, et cetera, et cetera. I went through this exercise of this analysis here and it was mind boggling to me. And this is what we look like in a lot of cases, especially a lot of personal lines driven agencies is we look around and we're like, wow, 10 to 20% of our business is causing 80 to 90% of our problems. So the Paratio principle lives and wins again. But the problem is, is for some mental reason, we struggle to let that go. Well, and I think it goes back to the chronic what if itis. You know, what if this, what if that? And then you get so into this rumination of all of the things that could go wrong that we forget to pay attention to that 81% that's right. In today's market, this probably sounds ludicrous as rates are going through the roof, et cetera, et cetera. But maybe it's not because my contention is, is that agent that has these solid carriers, this portfolio and this 91% of their business amongst seven carriers is doing less remarket work. They're doing less price reactionary work. They're more focused on taking advantage of the fact that the market is being disrupted. And so they're writing a lot of business because they're not sitting here trying to chase that 10 to 20% of the business that was either price sensitive or something crazy. I always like to use the business that a friend of my wife's had and it's the check cashing business with tannin beds in the back. And I also have a livery business and I rent stuff on the side. All under one entity, this guy did this. And I I remember telling him, don't ever call me. Don't ever call me to write your insurance. I have zero interest. Because you did that one account, you become this slave to that account and you try to find it. And shout out to Justin Hoosman, you know, just say no. 
you don't have to turn over every rock. So there's a level of self-discipline that has to come with Simplify. We love to say yes. We're salespeople, but we really need to learn to say no. Yes, there's this self-discipline. I am not the most self-disciplined person in the world. I recognize that. But I also know that that's why this whole concept of Simplify moved out of just the business realm for me into my personal life. And I see things through that lens. And even though I'm involved in a lot of different things, I have said no to a lot of things. And I'm continuing to say no to things into the future. As a matter of fact, I think there are things that when I look at what my life projects to look like two or three months from now, I get really excited because it gets really free and really available because some commitments that I said yes to that maybe I shouldn't have said yes to, those commitments are pretty close to ending. I think about that and I go, I would have never thought about it like that five years ago, 10 years ago for sure. But five years ago, even I would have never thought about Simplify helping me go, yeah, I don't need to do that. I need to say no to that. So let's look back. Our retail agency was started by your dad in the 80s. So if Simplify had been the mantra then, how would things look now? Oh, wow. Being in a small town, it was even harder to say no. When you were in an environment in the 80s and 90s and you're the small town agency, everybody expects you to be able to handle their business. And if you can't handle their business, they're offended. And if you say no, they're really offended. It was really hard at that time. But if we could have channeled that, And we could have seen things or thought through things with what we're talking about here today was simplify as our focus. I would say that we would be 10 times larger, potentially significantly more profitable and less stressful because here's the interesting thing to that question. The book of business from 1983, or that was the predecessor book of business that sort of built its way up. There's a lot of that business It's still on the books, a lot of it. And if we needed or wanted to do something different, if we wanted to change a process, if we wanted to do something as simple as, I don't think we need to take cash in the office anymore. If we were to try to do something like that for simplification, we could get tarred and feathered in our local community in 1983, in 86, in 92, right? It would have never worked. So we had to just carry this thing along. I jokingly said, It's like this ball and chain kind of thing. You bring along this past, you bring along this thing over time, and you can't really grow out of it. It's really hard to grow out of that. And I've told many agents that have come over as a producer or come over from the captive side of the business and started from scratch. And they would be like, man, if I could just bring my book of business with me. And I'm like, you don't want to do that. I know that sounds crazy. A lot of times that book of business that you you had was kind of some of your problem at times. Some of you will resonate with this statement. If you could just start over, what would it look like? That's this thing that I've been envious about with some of our partners who were able to start fresh and kind of do it the right way and do it how they already knew was going to be the most profitable way. So I'm going to leave us with this quote from Lou Holtz. Without self-discipline, success is impossible, period. Attitude to choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.